0: Papa
1: Welcome back, everybody, to Quid Prog Quo, the podcast where I subject my friends and loved ones to progressive rock music, and they in turn get to subject me to anything they want me to listen to. Today's episode, we have a very special guest of Kyle Hersey, and Kyle is my cousin. I've known him my entire life, or I guess his entire life. Uh, He was born after me, and uh, we share a very... We have a very similar taste in music in that we both love unconventional music so I was lucky enough to introduce him to Gentle Giant with my favorite album and he got me to listen to Tom Mish, and I believe that's how you pronounce it, we had a little bit of a conversation about the proper pronunciation of Tom's last name, uh, a fresh track right off the presses with uh, his latest album. Uh, so I in- hope you enjoy this next episode, and uh, I'll meet you back here at the ad break. If it's to
0: shine with us. Ah, no more snow, no more rain.
1: All right, all right, so uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast. I'm super stoked for that you here. Me. Yeah, um, so how do I know you and who are you?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm Kyle Hersey. I'm Michael's cousin. Michael's known me since I was born. Um, yeah. He actually knew me before I knew him or myself. It's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a wee little top there. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I guess we've known each other. You've known me 25 years, and let's say I've known you like 22. Yeah, because that
1: first couple of years, it was just like a mess. I kept trying to introduce myself to you, and you just kept forgetting me. It was very (laughs) awkward at family gatherings.
0: Yeah, running around headbutting things.
1: (laughs) It was good times.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: Great, great. So I'm pretty stoked, too, because I was thinking about I think out of everybody that I know, you're probably the most open to my style of music. Mm -hmm. Because I can't think of anybody else that would be like, I'll listen to anything, I don't care. (laughs) Um, And also be open to it and have a very articulative reason of why you either like it or you don't. Well, try my best. (laughs) You will try. I know I'm setting you up pretty high there. So I was trying to also think about something that you would really enjoy and I'm trying you out with
0: the band Gentle Giant so I don't know if you've heard of Gentle
1: Giant before
0: it sounds like I've probably heard the name once or twice in my life but I don't I don't know the band I don't think I've ever listened okay. to anything about them okay.
1: yeah these guys they came on the scene in the early 70s and they saw what like the progressive rock movement was doing with some of the forefathers mm-hmm. and pushed it Further into more of a jazz and mathy type of rock. Mm, right on. So yeah, so it's very jazzy. It's very complex. Um, and I figured I'd start you with probably their most accessible as well as their most definitive work, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Some people think so. I'm starting you off with three, three friends,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and three friends is their third album. I believe that's it. Yes after their self-titled debut uh, acquiring the taste and then three friends and this was where they really start to hammer out what they wanted to be as a group because the first two albums were mm. great and i still love them but they didn't have that gentle giant tm identity if mm. you kind of know what i mean still trying no, to find that yeah
0: but hopefully by the end of this album i will you will yeah so
1: <laughs> this one is funny because it's their only real concept album Everything Ooh, else is just like a collection of songs that they've been working on at that time. So um, the, con- the concept is um, how you meet people in your childhood. And friendships are based mainly on proximity. It's like mm. whoever you sit beside in class. That's right. And you create these very, very strong bonds, even though you're really nothing like the person that you're hanging out with and then how you grow up and you lose ties with those people and how you become more of yourself, but how it alienates and it differentiates who those people were in your childhood. And it actually looks at the different paths of careers that they take. So one person becomes a construction worker and another one becomes a, like a businessman uh, working in an office. And then the last one becomes an artist and how each one kind of reflects on the other so you know the big businessman is like oh mm. those lazy workers not getting their real pay <laughs> and the artist is like oh these other people aren't really doing anything of meaning right so mm. Mm. it's it's very interesting and cool. um the music kind of reflects that
0: right on so, yeah uh, i'm gonna give you something uh probably totally different um i don't even know if the, if you'll enjoy it it's it's not really your wheelhouse um but it is like very technical and I would say it's actually the least approachable um, album by this person. And oh, perfect. They only have two albums. Um, the guy I'm is called, super stoked. Yeah, Tom Mish and he's like a British, I don't really know, I think he started off as a beat maker originally. Okay. Um, like a very talented one with a background in like jazz um, and like practical playing. And so his first album was called Geography. And it was kind of more of like a poppy with a very heavy emphasis on the jazz album. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think he does a lot of looping with a, like an like a, like electric guitar. And I know he does a huge board of pedals he uses to make like very interesting sounds with it. Um, as far as like a singer-songwriter goes, I think he's probably like, I, I don't even know if that's the right term. I, don't, I wouldn't say I like anything that's like singer songwritery. But I think this guy is like just an incredible example of like the music coming out of our generation.
1: Alright, um, and so what's the album
0: called? The new album that he came out with is called What Kind of Music, and it's Tom Mish and Yusuf Use Days. Yusuf Days is a jazz drummer. What um, Kind of Music? Yeah, I think this album has a very unique sound because he's making the whole album with his drummer. Oh. And the drummer doesn't have like I mean, not that I'm an expert on jazz by any means, but I think he doesn't just have like a jazz drumming history. He's got like a, more of like a world music history. So right. there's some different sounds in there that aren't necessarily like, I wouldn't describe it as like a jazz album. I would call it, it's more like, I would describe it as almost like a concept album, you know, like oh, I think his first album right. geography is kind of poppy and approachable this album, what kind of music I wouldn't necessarily describe it as that approachable, but I think it's mm-hmm. very, it's very technical. Like there's a lot of really interesting sounds happening. There's a lot of really interesting things. Um, it's just a very cool album all around for me. I'd say like geography. I loved it. That was my album of the year in 20. 20- 2018. And when I heard this album, I listened through it like once the first time, and I was like, I think this is going to be my album of the year. Oh, so. right on. And
1: um, it's, it's a good runtime because it looks like both of these albums are around the 40 minute mark. Mm-hmm. So we'll be able to kind of come together at the end. I'm really excited because I always love world music. That's one of the things that I love about like Peter Gabriel and uh, mm-hmm. like infusing all the different styles and techniques from around the world and not being limited to the like organically producing like next step in the culture that we live in for music. Like he's, he's looking outwards and it's like, okay, where can I find like a really interesting connecting piece?
0: Mm. Interesting. If I had to guess, I would say the album I gave you that was the opposite. I think this is somebody really looking inwards and saying, "Oh, you know, what well, what's the album? Like what kind of music? Now, I don't know if it's what kind of music um, should we make. It might have also been like, what kind of music can we make?
1: Oh, okay. 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 So I'm like, that is really up my wheelhouse. Like mm-hmm. saying yeah. it's not quite my style, but I'm like, Ooh, this is exciting. I'm <laughs> pretty excited to hear what this is going to be like.
0: I, I don't think you've ever heard of anything like it before. Um, and okay. honestly, the backup for this was like a reggae album from a New Zealand band. Oh, well,
1: I That's know. Like... We've listened to a few of those. like song oh, Okay, I might have sent you,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I was thinking of sending you one of those albums. But I think this is way cooler, so.
1: Okay, this will be a good kind of a pair off. And then if I get you back on here, we can listen to that New Zealand reggae. I've got other
0: stuff, too. I have a whole list of albums. Like i got yes. like three or four there for you. So.
1: Perfect, perfect, perfect. Sweet. All right, so we will reconvene. Uh, we'll listen to each other's albums and uh, figure out what we liked, didn't like, and what we can
0: talk about for each of those. Sweet, cool. So you want me to like take notes, or like should I record oh. myself or anything? Like no, anything? no, no. You
1: don't need to record yourself. If you want to take <laughs> notes, I'm going to be taking notes.
0: Um, I'll try my best. I'm not. Mm, well, I have notebooks here, so that would indicate I'm a, I'm a notebook, a note-taking type of person. But... Yeah,
1: yeah. I've got, I've got mine. So. <laughs> yeah sweet. it's it's whatever works i've had people write exclusive notes and then i've had people that were like "Nah, i'll just wing it so yeah i like to
0: improvise
1: but notes are notes are cool too there you, go. Sweet. there you go all right cool um i will let you know when i'm good and um you'll let me know when you're good and we'll sounds good Then jump back on
0: sweet all right all i'll right. catch you on the far side
1: that's right <laughs> um
0: yeah i'm on spotify now where are you on spotify I'm on Spotify. So, okay, yeah. Send right. me send me a link to the album then just so like, I make sure I get the right one. Okay.
1: I will end that. Great right now.
0: Sweet. Ooh, give me more of your sunshine.
1: And as we go into each other's separate rooms to listen to our respected albums, I'm here for a little ad break. As always, I don't have any sponsors or any um, adverts on this. I uh, just want to give a good shout out to some of my patrons for uh, helping me out throughout this whole endeavor. And first up, I want to thank one of my very, very first patrons of Matthew Zealot. Uh, Matthew has been a longtime supporter of uh, my work, so I wanted to give a huge thank you to Matthew. Matthew and i also want to thank another very long time supporter of spinobi or isaac uh, and spinobi has been with me for quite a while uh, so thank you very much spinobi for your support uh, as well as your creative endeavors uh, providing a playlist for me to uh live stream which you can find on my youtube channel um and uh in the future we'll be listening to another album from him um, that he wants me to listen to uh if you want to be really cool like spinobi and matthew you can check out my Patreon, which is uh, Patreon slash Notes Reviews. It's also linked in all of my YouTube videos. Uh, so if you want to donate, even just a dollar a month, really really helps me out uh and so yeah i think that's enough rambling on for me let's uh get both myself and kyle back into the room so that we can find out what i thought about what kind of music from tom Misht and what he thought about uh gentle giants three friends let's let's find out what we thought about these guys
0: Ah, give me more of your sunshine Return.
1: We return.
0: Notebooks full of notes.
1: Oh, excellent. Yeah, I've got about two and a half pages, so
0: Nice. I have like six, but they're not they're not dense notes. Oh, that's okay. I, I write very poorly, so
1: <laughs> you want to make sure you get every last bit of it out. Uh,
0: it's not so much that it's just like, you know, there's like three words per line on oh, okay. <laughs> some of these okay. notes. Okay. That's fair. My writing tends to yeah, occupy yeah. the available space.
1: I, I get the small books so that like mm. the one or two words actually fill out a page, so it nice. looks more than it actually is. Sweet. Yeah. So, what did you think about Gentle Giant?
0: Yeah, I think it's very, very interesting. It's like, uh, like album for sure. Um, like, you can definitely tell they're trying to tell a story throughout it. Um, and some of the songs I thought like could have gone straight into like a rock opera or even like a musical. Yeah, Uh, but some of them are radically different, and
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah, it's very cool though. I like I like how it kind of starts off with like, how do I put it? It Starts off with like uh, the first couple of the first two songs are kind of similar a bit, like, and then the last song as well. Three friends kind of reminds me a bit of like the second song, School Days. Um, that each of the the songs that's supposed to be about one of the different friends is, like, radically different, and I really like that. Um, And particularly the one about the painter, I think, was definitely my favorite.
1: Yes, that Um, was actually the track. that has the
0: most, like, twists and turns. Yeah,
1: Yeah. that's that's the one that actually got me into Gentle Giant, Peel the Paint. Mm. Um, Yes. (laughs) It's, like, the hardest-hitting song that they've done, Um, and I just love the little interlude, and that's kind of what cued me off to, oh, I think Kyle would really like this, because... It goes off into that <laughs> that crazy guitar work with like this bombastic drumming style. And then it just kind of circles back around and basically yells at the guy being like, nothing's been learned. I've experimented right. with my art and I haven't learned a damn thing.
0: <laughs> is, oh, is that what it, Okay, interesting. I wasn't exactly sure what he was getting mad at there, whether it was him or if he was getting mad at, like, society or something. Because I was thinking, like, you know, he's a painter, so... Like, at first, I actually had a bunch of thoughts about that song. That's the one I have, like, I, like oodles and notes. This is all just that song. All right, on,
1: all right. Um, well, d- dive in. Let's do a deep dive yeah, into sure. this. Yeah, sure.
0: You want to go straight into that? I could go song by song, but I could I could start with this one, I guess. We can really we can start just, like,
1: with Peel the Paint, because Peel the Paint's kind of yeah. the big hit off of this album.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, so it starts off, like, there's a lot of, like, I would describe it as or- orchestral, like, space at the start, where, like, you can tell that they have, like, this full band of, like, strings backing them, but they're just, like, dun, 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 dun very spacey I kind of picture that as like the painter sitting there contemplating his, his easel and then, then it would start off with like a bunch of chords like another playing all the string instruments at once and that it was almost like him like you know painting brush strokes and then suddenly this like out of nowhere this like crazy electric guitar <laughs> comes in and I was just like oh things suddenly things get yes! <laughs> there it is. is. Like I got it! it I does, got that exactly. idea! <laughs> right and then that almost to me is like you know, I don't know. I have to think about it. like what, what exactly is that supposed to represent? Like, I think I think a lot of, of people who do art spend a lot of time thinking and contemplating about, like, what is the thing that drives the art? So in a lot mm. of ways, like, that could have been him getting mad at himself. But I was always thinking that's him contemplating society as a whole, you know, and saying, mm. oh, we keep sinning. Nobody ever learns from their mistakes, right? Like, it's about the sins of the society as a whole. And he is the painter, you know, is uniquely positioned to see that. Right. Um, Right, because you're supposed to play as an artist. You're playing more of that, like uh, not quite the the comedian's role, but the the role of like you know finding ways to critique society in like a, not an obvious way.
1: Yeah, like, like the so court jester of the the palace, right? The only person that's exactly. allowed to make fun of the king, so long as they're funny.
0: Bingo. Yeah. yeah and I kind of got like a very much like an anarchist vibe from it. So that was kind of mm-hmm. my thought: is like, okay, this painter is an anarchist. Um, he, you know, he he does he does it starts off with, like this is what he actually does when he paints, but you know, most of his day is not painting, right? I think a lot of great artists aren't necessarily like extremely productive. And that, one of the reasons why is because they sit and they, they spend a lot of time contemplating, you mm-hmm. know, whatever it is that drives them to make the art in the first place, their their motivation.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the things that I love about Peel the Paint and another way you can look at it is the intent and what they're trying to get across is, and this is another reason why he's angry, is always falling on deaf ears like people interpret mm. their work completely differently than what they had <laughs> expected it to and they're like no nothing's been learned you aren't paying attention to what I want to get across and either right. they're getting mad at the people that don't understand that or they're getting mad at themselves because they didn't convey it properly like the, the message that they were trying to get across <laughs> wasn't the best way to do that
0: right yeah something in right. the lines of like you know you're looking but you're not seeing or you're you're mm-hmm. like listening but you're not hearing yeah that's right? it
1: that's it yeah yeah
0: yeah yes yeah. so that was that was just generally a cool song and then i think at the end it sort of gets back to that like more spacey like there's something bigger use of space and think that with like a lot of reverb on the guitar near the end of the song mm-hmm. i think that's kind of going back into like okay but he's an artist so he has that crazy chaotic anarchist thought and then he's back yeah. back to it again right that's what he needed to get that art back off and you know when this time around when he's actually like getting to the easel there's a lot more going on in his head mm-hmm. as opposed to maybe the other one being first thing in the morning he wakes up oh what do I paint about so, he oh, he's put some straw ah let me think about this crazy thing and then okay that motivates him to get back and you know get get some more art out so. yeah yeah that was my yeah. thought
1: oh that's beautiful that's beautiful any other thoughts from like what what other tracks really stood out for you on that?
0: Yeah, so I think the funniest one to me was uh, School Days. And yeah. the weird thought I had when I first started listening to it, well, I think the first thing that hit my mind is, like, I think my note says, LMAO, this is so British. Um, and <laughs> they the thought are I British. came to mind, yeah. <laughs> the very start of the song, though, for whatever reason, my brain was like, oh, I could see people, like, acting to this song, right? I could almost picture, like, Monty Python happening, like, right. just Monty Python playing, and like, kind of like, in time to the, the songs. It's very... Um, Is very much sort of like a very lighthearted sort of, um, I guess like childlike kind of chaos to it. Mm -hmm, Um, mm And then it seems to get like more serious and more orderly. And I kind of interpret that as like, you know, it's supposed to be these people going through schools. that would be kind of like when puberty happens. Yeah. Um, So there's, yeah, some kind of orderly chaos happening in the middle. Um, And at the end it kind of gets back to the original groove, but with like more complexity. Yeah. And I think that's sort of more of like, you know, when you start to stabilize again as an adult, you're like, oh yeah, I remember being a kid, like,
1: Yeah, and it it mimics very much of the school experience where like the first couple of grades, it's very like organic learning. It's like discovery learning where it's kindergarten, grade one and two, where you're learning through play, but then in grades three, four, and five, it's very structured. You're confined to a desk. You're not allowed to leave. But then once you get to high school and middle school, you're actually like kind of structuring your own path so it's much more of a a little bit of a chaotic way like getting back to like Mm -hmm. kindergarten and your own self-discovery it's like okay well what electives do I want to take what where do I want to really go within my life kind of an idea and this deconstruction of the structure that you are used to in your primary schooling so I like how the music mimics that within the school days.
0: Yeah. And you can tell that that's kind of like the way the story goes, because I think the the lyric that I wrote down, he says like, he's he's talking about like, oh, oh, how we've changed. Right. And so I think that's more of like once you're on the far side of puberty, you kind of look and you notice like, oh, me and my friends are all like radically different people. And there's like because this the way this force, you know, this fundamental force of uh, I don't know what you call it, like not coming of age, but, you know, despite the, the of the force of puberty, basically changed all of us in different ways. Now mm-hmm. we're not the same people we were when we met, but we sort of still are, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like the same, it's the same person, but our experiences mm-hmm. have now shaped us into something more.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's, that's I quickly cool. go over the other one. So working all day, is yeah. like the blue collar track. Mm-hmm. And that's very much like, it's almost got like a marching sort of groove to it. Yeah. You know, it's very much like, you know, you could see this guy going through his day, da, 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 and then you know, and then it's like there's like a little dip where it's like okay, maybe that's his night, and then it starts up right again. Same thing, going through his yeah. day. Yeah, you know? and it's interesting.
1: Think- that's that's my least favorite track off the album. Like I love the whole album, but I found right. working all day was my least favorite because it's the simplest one. And again, it's mirrored <laughs> by like it's just this guy going to work, doing the same thing every day, and coming back home. And bingo. <laughs> yeah, that's it's very it's very driven. It's just like the the root of the song is just that and turner turner and that's it that's funny.
0: yeah you could almost loop it forever and it wouldn't uh yeah it wouldn't really wouldn't really 't really matter at all
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah but hey if you were working outside all day you could play that and it would probably motivate you to get shit done <laughs> it's true okay, <laughs> that's true yeah yeah, oh boy. yeah and then wrapping off so then there's the mr class and quality which seems like mr ceo type mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and that's more of like a classic like rock groove i felt yeah um, yeah yeah and it almost seems um I, there's a lot of a lot of variety there. there's like every every once in a while they mix in kind of like a jazz breakdown where like like the drummer suddenly starts something radically different, and all of the different instruments are playing like these different like note progressions. Yeah. And that was kind of cool, um, kind of different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't seem to be as much like rupture to it um i think no. in the second half of the song there's like this weird thing happening between the guitar and the organ yeah. where it almost sounds like they're talking and negotiating i remember thinking like the organ and i'm like oh it kind of sounds like like a charlie brown parent almost
1: yeah and it feels <laughs> like you know within the corporate world where people just give you this jargon and this like over <laughs> yeah. and if you're not a part of that, you're just like, Yeah, sure, I know what you're talking about. And you go back to your desk, you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I thought there was like an interesting interaction between those three songs though, in terms of like like the timeline of each person. So like mm. um, for the, the working man, you only have to tell one day of his story because every day is the same. Yeah, And then for the artist, it's almost like there is no set timeline. That could have taken place over any stretch of time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that's less important. than for the businessman, though, it almost seemed like that song was like a whole week of his life.
1: Yeah. As yeah, as, like and a
0: day. Because there's a lot, a lot of different things happening there.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And I also love how it bleeds into the last song. Like it built mm-hmm. itself up and then it right. just explodes into the title track of Three Friends. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, To be honest, I found that that song, like three friends almost was like the most confusing because I didn't really understand, I think, what the conclusion they were trying to come to was. Right. It almost seemed like it seems like, hey, there's these three friends. They're different. And then it's like, look at these three different friends, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that was kind of like, I love the lyric where it's like, uh, I think it's the last lyric where it's it mm -hmm. says like uh, three friends through different classes and mm. like the double meaning of classes between, you know, the class at a school, but also class right. in terms of uh, SES and like your social mm. status within society. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, like, again, I that's something I still kind of wrestle with. Like, okay, I know what the actual concept of this album is, but what's the point? Like, what's the, what's the cap off message outside of, hey, we have friends when we're a kid and then we're, vastly different people when we're
0: older and we kind of think back to where
1: those friends are now
0: mm-hmm.
1: so yeah i mean yeah. i think
0: i think maybe part of it maybe why this is just a concept album is because maybe there wasn't an ending maybe that was mm. the point, right maybe it's just supposed to leave you hanging it's like well they're three friends they're different and that's you know maybe that's just that's just life you know that's just life yeah that's the message yeah
1: that, yeah, that could be that's very much the message yeah and it's it's one that i do come back to because it is so open-ended like unlike other concept albums where it has like a very clear message you're like okay well i know exactly what this means now and i don't really have to think about it too much because it was given to me so yeah totally. it's like those open-ended movie endings get more thought out of it for me than like a clear cut ending
0: right So yeah yeah makes sense yeah yeah sweet man
1: yeah no i'm glad you enjoyed it so overall did you did you enjoy it would you go back to it
0: yeah, overall, I definitely enjoyed the album. Um, I don't know if I'd go back and listen to all the songs. Like, I definitely I put uh, "Peel the Paint" on my like my big giant playlist of all the songs I like. <laughs> um, I'll definitely look at more of this artist too because it's it's very yeah. very interesting sound, right? It's I guess it's it's almost like from you can tell it's from a different time. It for is sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And if you like this, their next album called Octopus are eight mm-hmm. tracks that, and it's a slight concept album, but it's like. And I just put this together this year because I'm an idiot. Um, But like (laughs) the term octopus is a play on word or like eight opuses. Mm. So octopus is octa opuses. Um, So each song is like a mini epic. Um, Mm. And some people uh, credit that as being their best album. But for me, their first album, Three Friends and Octopus are my three favorite albums. Um, But I would also recommend checking out Acquiring the Taste. It's it's weird, but I think you'd enjoy it. Cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. They got a lot of sounds that I like. So I'll definitely check out more of their stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, kind of the same with um, what kind of music from uh, Tom Misch. Is that how you pronounce it? Tom Misch?
0: I don't know. I say Tom Misch. I don't really know. <laughs>
1: That's, it's all good. Um, yeah. The overall flavor of this album, and this was something that I wrote Pretty consistently, is a very groovy, lo fi hip hop experimentation feel. Yeah. I think like that's, that's, that's um, something that I kept writing down over and over again was the flow is very tasty. I love mm-hmm. how smooth it was. It was like a very thick, smooth peanut butter. Like, mm-hmm. not a crunchy peanut <laughs> butter, but a very smooth peanut butter um my favorite tracks were lift off um and the first couple of tracks like the title track what kind of music festival and um i don't know how you pronounce it. it's one of the last ones uh is it cave oh kiev kiev
0: yeah it's um, the capital of the ukraine
1: yeah that was i love the jazz flow off of that one and i love mm. a lot of the different sounds um The second track of, and I'm bouncing around just because of the notes that I have. Um, The track Festival really felt like later career of Radiohead, like when they were very much more of an impressionistic, um, concentrating on rhythms, but in a very smooth and mellow taste, like Moonshaped Pool or Amnesia. Like, those mm. kind of feelings. Uh, but, and I this is something that I wrote down, much more thought-provoking and easier to follow with a clear and consistent flow than I think Radiohead could ever put together.
0: Yeah, definitely, like, I don't know. I would describe, there's, like, a, more of, like, a whole sound, I think, mm-hmm. than what Radiohead aims to do, too. Because Radiohead often, like, in order to keep that, like, grunge kind of, I don't know what you call them, grunge, punk, like, but they have a lot of those elements. They kind of keep it, like it's like, it's like they cut... They leave a chunk of the sound out, right? They leave yeah. that like space, and that gives them more of that raw sound versus this yeah. is more like a lot more clean.
1: Yeah, yeah. They they pad the song a little bit more to emphasize what they're going for within the actual sound. Um, what I did like was throughout the album, you have these snippets of uh, spoken word, um, which I feel grounds the album, um, like especially within Julie Mangos. <laughs> where it's literally they really like the person's like yeah this is better than geography wait are you recording this like no, i think it's, um, i think it's better than geography i think
0: it's better than geography how does it i'm I'm does-
1: about it <laughs> we're not recording keep talking <laughs> totally nice <not Yeah>, <laughs> it's, it's better than geography I'm like dude that's like a practical self ratio there like let's <laughs> let's tone it down a little bit geez
0: oh uh, yeah that's a funny one I'm no, surprised I like they that put one. that in at all but it's yeah it's an interesting it's it kind of like gives gives a weird ending to the album but I think it's appropriate. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah yeah and um it's funny, because I wrote down the last track of uh, Storm Before in the Calm. Uh, the only note that I have for that track is, wait, it just ends? <laughs> <laughs> like, where's the rest of it? <laughs> and that's, yeah. and that's, that's something that, I mean, I know that's generally just my taste. Uh, I prefer the longer stretches of music um because i did write down for the julie mangoes i was really loving the build-up that it was going through towards the ending but then it just ends and i was just like this ends too quickly <laughs> i i wanted them to build up the song a little bit more and i, I think wanted that's to, the
0: jazz right there
1: yeah i wanted to spend more time in that space like i was mm. really enjoying it it was like when you're at a cocktail party and you're really having a good time and then the host's like okay we're done and we're like wait i'm just like halfway through the hors d'oeuvres like give us a little bit right. more time here
0: yeah yeah i mean i think e- each song on this album is its own like y- y- like tasty biscuit almost it is it like really each of is. them could be longer and i think like as a whole album like i i feel like i could almost listen to each of these songs for like half an hour oh easily so that's one of the reasons i like it so much easily. Like, if you're working you're doing whatever like it's not it's not uh the word. it's not gonna like over engage you right you don't have to be mm-hmm. like you know, to put a hundred percent of focus into this, but like the more focus you put in, the more value you're going to get out of it.
1: Yeah. A lot yeah. Happening. It's, it's very much like an impressionistic painting where the more you put into it, the more you get out, but you can also just put it, like hang it on a wall and still enjoy the art of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not begging for your attention, but at the same time, if you just sit and stare at it, you're going to get a lot more out of it
0: yeah definitely
1: so yeah i also i really love some of the techniques that they used um like on the track the real where they kept skipping like it almost felt like Mm. if this was on a uh like a record the needle would keep skipping but it always mm. skipped in tune and it created like a jarring effect of like, and maybe this tied back into the concept of the real of like, well, what is the real if our consciousness is just a streaming of sensations and what happens if that ever gets dissolved or tampered with?
0: Right. So That's, I, that's I, a really good point. And like, I think yeah. that's accurate because this, this album came out like, like two, two months ago, right? So oh. this is definitely like relevant to the time.
1: Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it does have a little bit of that raw demo quality to it. Like it doesn't feel like it's a finished polished product, but I think it gives it a mm. little bit more um, like it, it's a better quality product because of that. Like mm. it, it doesn't have that overall shiny feel to it. It's much more organic. Um, and I, I feel like with the track Night Rider, this is definitely like that lo-fi hip hop uh feel for that like um kind of like pastel colors but in a very black background I'll be chasing you down so on the dash and I love the bass ending of that track of Night Rider. It had a really fun bass outro. And I don't know if it was like a bass guitar or if it was just the, the bass pedals.
0: I'm pretty sure that like everything on this album is like real instruments.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: So that's that's one of the cool things about it too. Like all, mm-hmm. like the fact that they managed to pull off like a really, like, I want to say like better than most lo-fi, lo-fi sounds mm-hmm. with real instruments.
1: Yeah. Like the track Liftoff, the guitar sound they had on that, like, I don't know what kind of processing they put over that, or if it was like legit keyboards, but like the style and technique that they were using leads it to believe that it's a, a guitar. I I had to like, wait, what is this? What sound <laughs> am I listening to? Yeah. This is ridiculous.
0: It's wild, right? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's just, if I had to guess, I think it's just a lot of pedals.
1: Yeah. Right in combination.
0: Go. Yeah. Like with that very unique sound. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I know like a lot, like, like Tom Mitchell said a guy, like he can make a, he can give him a guitar and he'll make you like an entire beat with it, right? Because he knows how to do like these really interesting things with like, you know, play like a couple of like the two jazz chords and then he'll loop it, but like at a very strange time, mm-hmm. and, like in like a 16 bar progression and just yeah. adding up over time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I really enjoyed this one and I could feel myself like if I needed some really nice background music or like I'm... Mm-hmm doing some really intense work this would be a go-to album for me
0: yeah yeah that's why i like it (laughs) i really liked
1: it yeah it's it's engaging enough to make me pay attention but not so engaging that it wouldn't distract me from any other work that i would doing
0: yeah yeah totally yeah yeah i think that's accurate right on
1: excellent well that was fun i really really like that one um and you know so far people have been very kind When they've been suggesting albums for me, I've been expecting people to give me like really poppy music or things that I they know I wouldn't like. But so far, everybody's been giving me things that I've genuinely enjoyed. (laughs) So this little experiment of mine is failing in the best way.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, if you want me to give you something you'll hate, I can make that happen. You know, Uh, maybe next time. I'm sure there's something in my (laughs) pile of music that you wouldn't think. Yeah,
1: I was expecting to like rage and like yell, but so far it's just been, dude, this was actually legitimately pretty good
0: so yeah right <laughs> yeah. on yeah, yeah i mean maybe next time i'll give you some australian hip-hop <laughs> yes do it <laughs> right on that's, that's actually it's so, a yeah. very cool thing yeah australian yeah. hip-hop is different i think that i like it more and i'll tell you why, why. it's because they use all real instruments
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it feels it feels more organic i mean i i think i've heard one or two tracks that you've played for me but other than that i'll be yeah. i i'll be a, I'll be a, a complete novice <laughs>
0: <Excellent>. <laughs> right on man
1: Great. Well, thanks so much for coming out and uh, yeah, thanks sharing for having some me. music. Yeah. Is there anything you want to plug? Anything you want people to know about?
0: Uh, not really. I don't really have any like public facing social media right now. Maybe in okay. the future, but yeah, for now, okay. no, not really. All right. If you look mm-hmm. for Kyle Hersey on social media, you'll probably find me. Um, <laughs> if you're going to follow me else. on LinkedIn or my private like Instagram account, then go ahead. <laughs> but, <you
1: know. laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm, you know, where to find me notes, reviews on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the fun things. And obviously YouTube. Yeah. Um, and yeah yeah thanks again for coming out kyle and hopefully we'll get you on again and explore some australian hip-hop
0: or whatever else you know i got a whole bag of tricks oh beautiful beautiful (laughs) likewise thanks for having me michael oh no problem